Welcome to the Divine Rebel Podcast. I'm Pavitra Banavar, also known as the Clueless Psychic. I'm a spiritual guide, creative consultant, and holistic healer. This podcast is for the spiritual woman who is ready to drop the shoulds in all aspects of life. If you've finally taken the leap towards your personal freedom, then you're ready to break all the rules and do things your own way. I'll be interviewing other spiritual entrepreneurs and leaders on how they're paving their own path and making their dreams come true on their own terms. We'll be talking about all things spirituality, inclusivity, human design, and business. Get ready to unleash your inner divine rebel. All right. Yeah, so we did this last year, I believe maybe even around this time, we did a like a three-part series on your um, on your channel about like human design. And I remember like so many people were into it. I think we had like a lot of manifesting generators on the call. I feel like I always get a lot of manifesting generators on the call. So <laughs> this one is, is a little more, we're talking about projectors just because I think the whole thing was because you and I, after kind of going through like a year of like our own experimenting and stuff like that, I think that we just like wanted to kind of come back around and see where the conversation would take us this time. Yeah. So. Cause I feel like I'm, I see it differently. Like my, the way that I play around with human design and like my energy type has completely changed from when I first got into it. Mm-hmm. I remember you when you first got into it would say that you like always kind of loved it and immediately as soon as you saw like your profile it clicked. Mm-hmm. Or I feel like for me I always had my little like ah, I don't really like how they talk about this and I don't like this and like I yeah. I, it feels like it took a while for me to get to the point where I'm like I actually love being a projector but I see it so much differently than when I had first like digested the information. Mm. Yeah. And it's, like, Oh, sorry. Oh, go go ahead. Ahead. I was just going to say, it's really interesting. Cause I feel like I, yeah, like I pretty much, I think from the start was like, yeah, okay. I'm a projector. And then I think there were just, I'm trying to think if there was like anything in particular about my design that I was really like, Oh, I don't agree with that because I feel like I was pretty much like on board from the beginning. I was like, yes, this is me. <laughs> Yeah, and it's so then it's interesting that like me coming into it with like grievances and you coming into it automatically loving it and even still both having like transformed our mm-hmm. perception of like the way that we use that energy type or like the system as a whole. Yeah, exactly. Hi everyone. Hey guys. So I guess I want to introduce you for anyone who's like watching the replay um, and maybe is new here. So if you don't mind, that's not awkward for you. No, I, go for it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So um, everyone, thank you for tuning in at the replay and here live. Um, this is like we've been talking about just a conversation on like our experiences with the human design system and being projectors. Um, and this is Pavitra and she is my beautiful friend. Um, but she's also like really knowledgeable in human design and she's also a creator of the Clueless Psychic who we all freaking love yes. and resonate with. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can probably, I'm booking a session, right? With you with mystical medicine, mm-hmm. um, if they want. And I think you kind of offer a bunch of different modalities in that, um, human yeah. design being one of them, correct? Yeah. So mystical medicine is kind of like my intuitive session that you can book with me where 
Um, it's kind of like I have a spiritual toolbox, if you will, of, of things that I've, you know, obviously learned and used such as like human design, um, Akashic records, gene keys, energy healing, things like that. Anything that I've, you know, used in the past, I kind of wanted to consolidate it all into like one package where it's kind of, I intuitively pick kind of what I'm drawn to. And also, you know, if you want to come in and just do like a human design reading with me, you can always, um, choose to, you know, like pick what you want to focus on. So, um, that's mystical medicine. And so I have like two options for that. I have like a 45 minute and a 75 minute option for that. So, okay. Awesome. Yeah. So if at the end of this conversation, you want to go into that, um, and human design is like resonating with you, then please feel free to us obviously yeah, definitely. but also I want to put this in there because you did mention the podcast so you do also have and are the creator of the divine rebel podcast mm-hmm. which I love so I want to make sure that you guys are tuning into that this uh, this will be on there right I think that's yep. what you're yeah. Okay. And Steph's been cool. on there a bunch, so you can check out all my conversations with Steph. I feel like we have so many great, yeah, if you haven't listened to it, we have like great conversations about like divine feminine. Um, we've talked about, uh, like coaching and just you being a projector. We've talked about that before. So yeah, there's a couple of different conversations we've had on there. <laughs> yes. So yeah. thank you for joining me in this super casual, like Instagram live slash podcast recording. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, I guess, like, let's just get into the conversation, right? Mm -hmm. Like, should we, I don't know, I guess most people, would you say most people are familiar with human design, like, just in general? I would say that more people are becoming familiar with human design. I feel like people kind of know it, kind of like astrology, where Mm -hmm. now it's almost like one of those things you just add into conversations, like, I'm a, you know, my big three, and then I'm also this in human design. Um... I don't know how much like everybody knows about kind of being a projector or any of the other types, but, um, I know that human design is definitely becoming more mainstream these days, especially obviously in the, um, spiritual community. Right. And there's five, right? We have, Mm -hmm. uh, manifesting generators, generators, reflectors, projectors, and manifestors. And manifestors, yep. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there's five. And so today we're talking about projectors. Mm-hmm. And basically for um, anyone who doesn't know, human design, like Pavi was talking about, is a system kind of like astrology. You can go to iusemybodygraph.com um, mm-hmm. to in- and you can just enter like your birth time, your location of birth, and then like the same information you would with the birth chart. Yep. And do you use a different website or, um, I use genetic matrix, which I think you can do like a free option on that as well. Just like my body graph, or you can just put in your information. Um, genetic matrix gives you the option to pay as well and get like more information. But if you're just starting out, um, that's a good one. My body graph. There's also, um, myhumandesign.com, which I believe is like Jenna Zoe's website. So there's also that one. So there's like a couple, you can just um, Google like human design chart or, you know, um, and it should just come up. So, okay. yeah. So yeah. So if you don't know, you can like go there and find your chart and then find out which of the five, mm-hmm. um, energy types you fall into. I guess when I first heard that I was projector, the first things that I heard was, um, you are meant to guide. Mm-hmm. You're meant to work three to four hours a day. Mm-hmm. And what was the other big one? Um, you don't um, have energy. Oh yeah. 
so like that was my introduction and I was like oh like it's weird because it it did two things for me like it gave me permission to because I'm you know gave me like oh like no wonder why sometimes I feel like I'm lazy when I'm just like really needing rest or Mm. sometimes but then on the other side it gave me like okay but what am I supposed to like what does it that mean to guide and also like um I like three to four hours of work a day when I had first gotten into it made no sense to me. Like I was yeah. like, how? Right. I don't pay my bills. I don't pay my bills. Please tell me. Yeah. You're <laughs> like, this all sounds amazing, but yeah, it's like, but in reality, it's like, we're not living in that world of yeah. like, oh, hey, I can't work more than like four hours today because sorry, I got to go take a nap. It's like, yeah, that that probably isn't gonna fly with your boss. Like, <laughs> yeah. and then there's also the thing, the other big one, niching, niching down mm. for projectors was like the other big oh my thing gosh. that like I would hear. Yeah, and that too would now like I would just okay now what's my niche? What does that mean? What do I need to like? So it took, like I said, it kind of like took me baby steps to like really kind of play with it. Um, but that was like my first introduction to being a projector. I'm sure it was the same for you, unless like you have other things that like, as you know, that you were introduced. Yeah. I would say for me, like, um, I think the, the reason I think I did find that I liked that I like, um, resonated with it or that I liked it was, um, even the idea of like projectors kind of being here as like seeing the big picture, of things like I always saw myself as like a big picture person and not necessarily like a, Oh, I, I need to be down in the ground, like doing all this stuff. But then also, um, I think even the idea of like, you are here to guide and I guess guide being like, okay. I always think of like when you're in, um, like a work environment and you are the person who can like see how things can be done better and you want to like help kind of, you know, like you want to help people by being like, Hey, if you did it this way, like it'd be better and stuff like that. Like I could see how I was like that. Um, I would say for me, like, yeah, definitely the working two to four hour thing. I was like, um, I was like, this sounds amazing. Like sign me up, but also, and you know, what's so funny now that you're saying it about like the projectors not having energy, all that. I remember like you're a Libra rising and I'm a Libra sun. And I remember like one time reading something about Libras being that way, like how it's like, like you can be so full of energy doing all the things. And then all of a sudden you would like crash and then be like, okay, I'm going to lay here for like the next two days or whatever. And I was like, yeah, that's me, you know? And so I felt like there was overlap in those things where it's like, okay, I can see certain things of being a projector as like being astrology. But I will say we listening to you talk, like the thing that's interesting is human design kind of comes with these, like almost like what you can and can't do from the start. Whereas like astrology isn't like that. Astrology is not like, okay, you're a Libra. So that means that you are like this, this, and this, and you can't do this, this, and this. So astrology never put those guidelines. Whereas human design does make it feel like, oh, well shit, I, I can't work more than two to four hours now. So like, I gotta, you know, like, but there's, there's deeper things in that. Like there are explanations, there's deeper things to it, but I feel like, yeah, maybe we're at the point now where people are just trying to get as much information out there where they don't talk about kind of the deeper meaning of these things. Yeah. 
and I, that's a good point. I mean, it's so nuanced. Like, mm-hmm. there's so much, like, yeah. that go. It's such a big system already that to break down just each component of the system in itself is, like, a rabbit hole on its own. Mm-hmm. Flora says, I thought it was my Leo son needing catnaps. Honestly, same. I thought it was, like, my Leo son, my Taurus moon. Like, they always get a bad rap for being, like, lazy. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, okay, but it's cool that there you there is that like overlap with human design and astrology oh i'm not getting the the comment so oh you're not seeing them okay, yeah I'll call them out. okay cool um yeah and that's what's like interesting because i think there are parts of it you can like resonate with because you're probably like there's something because astrology and human design go together you know like you do use some like your components of astrology like your planets and things like that like there is overlap, so it makes sense. But yeah, I think um, even just talking about the like two to four hour thing, it's like, yes, in theory, that is, that's like actually true for us. But the reason it's there is because they say that projectors are like more efficient in the way that we work. So like in those two to four hours, you can get more done. Like you don't need a full, like, you know, maybe like day's work yeah. when you could get stuff done. So it's like more in that way than in this way that's like, oh, it's because you're lazy or it's because you you don't have the energy. It's more because when you sit down and actually focus on the thing you're supposed to do, you can get it done in like quicker time than maybe like other types. Yes. And I think that's one thing that I've come to like love about projectors. Like at first hearing it and being introduced to it, like, you know, year, whatever, year or two ago, like it, it kind of like you feel that, well, I felt that initial like, what do you mean kind of thing? Like, what do you mm-hmm. mean I'm only supposed to work three to four hours or like, I don't have energy, but now like kind of seeing it in action, if I am in a really good space, like well rested or just kind of feeling like things are playing out, like, I guess in what I would call successfully like that mm-hmm. day or whatever, then I do really, I can get like my work day done and like, that like one two hours if I'm like in a really good mood just knocking out my stuff then I will I will like free up a lot of my time Mm -hmm. and that is one thing that I've noticed is just like it just means that like if I'm well rested I have more free time like yeah I can have more free time like that's something that I've kind of my like a thought that has evolved (laughs) with my experience yeah and I think that like because we I mean, I I won't say like everyone, but I think that we tend to forget that like all of human design is like your energy, right? It's how you're interacting with everyone else's energy. So like you have to take into account that, you know, this goes a little bit deeper, but like that there are transits always in play. Like every day your chart could be changing or it could stay the same for a couple of days. So like on days when your sacral might be um, defined for, you know, as like non-energy types, like if your sacral is defined for a couple of days, you probably will find that you're like, Oh my God, I'm getting like everything done. I'm super productive. And so like that comes into play. And also like, I find, you know, going to like coffee shops and stuff is like, great. So there's also that where it's like, you can kind of like play with your energy in terms of like, Oh, okay. Well today I want to go work in a coffee shop. Or if you work in an office, you're probably always surrounded by, you know, generators, many gens and their sacral energy. So like you might find that like just being in that energy, like you were more productive, right? Because you're taking on that energy. So yeah, probably in like two to four hours, you're getting stuff done. And then you're like 
the only problem with like that is you have to know when to step away and when to like leave that energy behind to like release that. Otherwise you, you tend to get burnt out when you're like taking on all that energy. Ooh, what do you mean by that? Like you have to know when to step away. So I would say more because like when you're like around other people more than the transits, like the transits are what they are. Right. But like, um, so let's say like when you work in an office environment and like you're around like generators all the time. So I think like in my previous work environment, like I worked very closely with like all generators and many gens, I think. Um, and it's like, I would like totally be taking on their energy all day. And then it's like, I would go home and just crash. Cause it's like, all of a sudden I was by myself away from all that. And then you're like, your body just all of a sudden is like, Oh my God. Okay. Like you were just running at like full speed and now you're, you're done. So it's like, I think a lot of projectors end up getting burnt out in the long run because they don't know when enough is enough because it's like, we're kind of taught to like almost operate like generators. And so as long as we're taking on that energy, we're just like, I can do everything. (laughs) Like I'm just go, go, go. And then that's why usually by the time you're like in your thirties, forties, like you tend to burn out is because it's like, we just don't know when enough is enough because we just want to keep going. Does that kind of answer your question? Yeah. 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 So like, when do you, I guess, can I ask, like, do you have cues when enough is enough for you when you're like, okay, I am like operating outside of the way that my energy naturally wants to work. How do you, what cues do you look for? Like for Mm. yourself? I would say, I think it's just like when I'm just like tired all the time, like that's probably when I would know that, okay, like I'm doing too much is just like when, you know, like I come home and I'm just like tired all the time. But I will say like, I'm trying to think back because when I like was working with all the generators, I was like in my 20s. And so obviously my body was probably like, oh, we can do this forever. (laughs) You know, Um, now as I've gotten older, I'm not as like, I I don't think I could sustain it as much. Um, I will say, I think it's, it's when you just feel so tired all the time, because like, you know, I think when you're around that much sacral energy, like you just, you know, because when you're like by yourself at any point, you're just like, Oh my God. Okay. Like I can finally kind of release that. (laughs) Yeah. And isn't, um, generators like they're the biggest population of energy type. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like the chances of like a projector being around a lot of generators all day long is very high because Mm -hmm. aren't they like drastically bigger of a group than projectors? Well, it's like generators and many gens together make up 70 percent of the population so like yeah the chances of you being around like mostly sacral beings is a lot more than i think we even realize so that's why it's like and that's why they also say for projectors that you know at the end of the day like if you can go to like go to bed like an hour early so that you can kind of like wind down for the night like that kind of stuff because it's all about like releasing as much of that energy as you can so that you're not just like carrying it around with you all the time. Yeah. Before I um, found out that I was a projector, I didn't like, I never put two and two together with when I would sleep on the couch. <laughs> mm. And now I'm like, oh, okay. That's just like my natural knowing that like, I need to get away from your generator ass. What <laughs> like, do you know? Couch. I think we've talked about this. Do you know if he's a generator or? I need to find out. I've, 
swears to you, he has to be. If not yeah. a generator of Manny Judd, <laughs> oh, has okay. to be. Like, yeah. Like, you just know. I mean, you can tell with people, like, when, like, just how they use their energy. Like, you can, you can most likely tell. I mean, I think the projectors are good at kind of getting away with acting like generators. But I think that with, like, a lot of sacral beings, like, you can tell when they're, like, it's just something. Well, it's also, like, your aura, right? Because that's the whole point. <laughs> yeah. Yes, because that's what it is, right? Our, their aura interacting with our aura, mm-hmm. and that's what kind of makes all the, mm-hmm. all, all the crazy craziness. <laughs> we have, um, so Flora says, yes, I've had multiple burnouts working in the medical field. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, same. Um, and then we have, so I was told that my projector self needs a nap, and that's okay. Yes, yes. it is okay. Hey, it's okay. It's okay. That was like the best news. I know. That, that, and you know, it's funny because you, you mentioned like the medical field and that's when I actually started to feel it the most, which was so interesting because like I said, like when I used to work with like, you know, like when I used to work with generators, Manny Gens in an office setting, like I would feel it. But it was like when I was working in, in the medical field and working like 12 hour like shifts around all these people. Oh my God. Like I got burnt out so much faster than I ever did in an office setting. Cause I think it was like, not only the pressure of like constantly going, you know, as a projector, but then also just being around all these people and like not knowing how to manage my energy, like all those things. And I think that's when I was really like, okay, yeah, I'm burnt out. And I only worked like for a year and I was like, I'm burnt out. And I have never really said those words like in my life, like, you know, cause, cause like working in an office for me, like wasn't as stressful as I think for some people, like, cause I mean, I, I like co-owned the company, so it wasn't, yeah. So it wasn't that bad. So like all of a sudden it was like going to a setting where you were just like expected to like run around all day long. And often, like after like a while, I was just, I couldn't do it anymore. I'm like, yeah, I need a break already. <laughs> yeah. I feel like now I can tell when I'm getting, when I'm very irritable, mm. like when I'm just being a bitch, like all day long, You're I'm like, like okay. okay, I'm trying to do way too much. Mm. Like reel it in. Yeah. Take a rest. <laughs> yeah that's like one of my number one cues is when i'm like just very i'm like so irritable everything is irritating me um and he says my partner is man is a manifesting generator i feel that yes Mm, yeah now it explains why naturally i will fall asleep on the couch every like once in a while yeah because you need that i think your body just knows right i think that's like the whole point like your body just knows when you're like okay I've, I, I just need a break. Like I need some like space from you. So yeah. Well, talking about like the body knows, I think with, for projectors, I mean, I don't know if it's the same for all energy types, but I feel like for projectors, like we really have to know ourselves, mm-hmm. like our bodies and our, and even just our, ourselves like that. I feel like you, it, in order to like know the cues of like, when to quote unquote guide or when to rest and when to like the invitation part, like all of it feels like you have to be so aware of like what's going on inside. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it's crazy because it's now I'm like thinking about, I've come to all of this because I'm aware of, cause we're talking about our, how we're aware of like, you know, when we need rest and things and it just goes to show like a year later, 
I have an answer because I've like experimented with it for so long. Yeah. I think it is really interesting because when you say that, I'm like, I want to like devil's advocate and be like, oh, but like all the types, you know, have their own thing, which is so true. I mean, I'm not going to say that like, yeah, Yeah. reflectors are like completely open. It's like, obviously they are like taking in all the energy, but there is like something unique about like the projector energy. And I, the only thing I can really think is that I feel like we have really been conditioned to be like generators, like of all the types. Cause I feel like manifestors, you know, they've got that like kind of boss energy where like, they just know that they're like meant to do their own thing. And they're just like kind of going off and doing it. Whereas I feel like projectors are really easy to get caught up in this trap of like, oh, like you said, like, just, I need to go, go, go all the time. Like where, you know, I was like, I was listening to a podcast the other day. Um, and it was really interesting because it was talking about like projectors and business and stuff. And, and I guess this could work for anything, but it was interesting because like she was talking about um, like it's when you it's when projectors think that they need to show up all the time and do all the things. And it's like you're drinking all the coffee, like having all the like snacks because you like you need that extra like energy that, you know, that you're like in a bad way. And I was sitting there and I was like, oh, shit, I do all of these things. <laughs> it was like as, as I just got delivered a cup of coffee at 7 p.m. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm always like, oh, I need more coffee, and then like I finally was just like, okay, I need to. I mean, I haven't cut like the coffee out completely or anything, but I was definitely like, oh shit, like yeah, this is me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because it's true. I feel like because I mean, okay, fine. Like take out the like the coffee and the snacks. Like it made sense, but more the. Even the like idea of, okay, let's say in business, like you, you feel like you're constantly showing up because you feel like the, the thing she was saying was like, you're showing up all the time because you're afraid that if you go away, then all of a sudden nobody's going to see you. They won't know you exist. Like they, you know, and all of that. And I was like, yeah, that's why we do it. I mean, I hate to say it, but like, that's why we do it. It's not because we're like, oh, it's cause like consistency and all this. It's because we think that like, oh, if I take a break and just live my life that all of a sudden like everyone on Instagram is going to forget I exist when really it's like, yeah, sure. Maybe some people will forget you exist, but there's also like that, that whole energetic thing where it's like all of a sudden you, you open your energy up to just allowing things to come to you. Right. Like that's the other part of it. But I think that when you're in that mindset of like, oh my God, I need to show up like a generator and constantly be posting and doing all the things is when you know, you're out of alignment. Yeah. I feel like that's why I had to reframe the imitation thing Mm. because a a big part of why I had one of those fears of like, okay, if I step away, then there goes, like, I won't be seen or recognized. It's because of that whole, like, well, we have to wait on the invitation. So now you're thinking, okay, well, how am I going to get the invitation if I'm not showing up every day? Mm -hmm. And so like, it was like, I had, that's, that was like a big thing too that I had to like really experiment with and like kind of come to terms with because it felt so limiting. And then I think me and you were talking about how like now we're seeing invitations as like just the recognition part alone. So like Mm -hmm. someone recognizes you in whatever way that kind of is the invitation instead of, and that opened up a whole thing for me. Yeah. Cause I, I think even like early on, like I think I, 
yes, I mean, I totally agree. The invitation can be this like formal thing that like comes from somebody and all of that. But I think I, I early on was just like seeing it as this, and maybe because like already being spiritual, already like connecting to universe and God and, you know, just like, I, I kind of was getting these signs from people that were like, oh yeah, do the thing, you know, like, yeah, like follow your, follow your dreams, like sort of things. And it was like, to me, I was like, oh, like that's an invitation. Maybe it's not them being like, hey, come along and like, you know, let's do this thing together. But it was like them saying like, yes, like I recognize that like, okay, you have these ideas, you have these dreams or whatever, and like, go do it. And that to me alone is like, okay, you're getting some sort of sign or whatever from God that's like, okay, like, yes, I'm on the right path. You know, like if every, I mean, it's like, I think I always say this, like, I know I've said it to you, but I I probably say it all the time. Like to me, I just feel like if you're not getting resistance on something, like then just you're good. Like keep on, you know, it's like, it's when you're getting all the resistance and all the like, oh, this shit didn't work. And oh, okay. Like I tried this and it didn't work. That's when you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe I just didn't get the recognition or the invitation, but like if things are moving forward and like you're just going along. I'm like, why? Like, I don't know. Like as a projector, I get it. It's like, you can stop and be like, wait, did I get the invitation? Did, you know, did somebody tell me I should do this? Or could you just look at it as like, yes, like I'm going down this path. And if nothing is stopping me, then I can take that as an invitation. Yes. Oh my God. I love I just said like a whole, yeah. Stopping me then I can take that as an invitation. 100 percent. i think that's so true and that's so much more empowering than right you know waiting for it and i instead of just like really paying attention to when like again see it goes back to knowing yourself when you're paying attention to when things are like going with ease and in flow in your life then like you know that you are you've already accepted the invitation energetically one way or another Yeah. Like I have, okay. Like I guess two examples like on either side is like, okay. So like I want to move across the country and you know, I like was having a random conversation with my cousin who lives in California and she was just like, Oh, you know, like I was talking to our other cousin and I was like, Oh, I'd love to have somebody come like, you know, like a family member living here. And I just took that as like, okay, that can be an invitation, right? Like it doesn't need to be like, Oh, I mean, sure. You can sit there and nitpick and be like, well, she didn't recognize me. And like, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, but that's somebody saying something that's like in alignment with what you're doing in life. Right. It's like somebody saying, Oh yeah. Like I'd love it if you came and like lived here and whatever. And it's like, on the other hand, like something else is like when I've been having conversations with people, uh, you know, just like in just like a random conversation. And there's something I want to say to them. Like if there's like some advice or something that comes to me, that's like, Oh my God, I want to like tell them I, I see this or whatever, but I know that like that would not be accepted or that like there's resistance in me telling them like, that's not okay. Yeah. You can look at that as like, okay, I don't have the invitation, right. That somebody didn't say like, Hey Poppy, what do you think about this? But also you can feel it. You can feel the resistance. Like I knew in that moment, And this was like, I was fairly new into human design, knew I was a projector. So I was kind of like in that moment trying to, I was like playing with it and I could feel the resistance. And I was like, don't say it, don't tell them the thing that you're thinking. And then like a couple of days later, they came to me and they asked me like directly the same question. They were like, oh, what do you think I should do about blah, blah, blah thing? And I was like, oh my God, look how that worked. Like, look how I was not in my bitterness, how I did not just like, 
barrel through. <laughs> you know, like you, you can tell when there's resistance. Like there's something in you that says like, mm, let's just wait or like, don't do the thing. <laughs> Man, I totally agree. That used to bite me in the ass a lot. Like I mm. like giving unsolicited advice or not waiting for the invitation or not waiting for the recognition to be seen and heard. And then like putting my two cents into like, what I didn't know it at the time to guide, you know, mm-hmm. only to like get rejected and then be like fall into bitterness of like, Oh, they didn't like, I just want what's best for them. Or why didn't they listen to my advice or like, you know, all these things. And until like you realize like some people you do, first of all, your intuition will tell you those things of like, uh, maybe you shouldn't say this right now. Mm-hmm. But then also there are those that you do have like an open invitation with like those relationships where like, like I feel like our relationship is an open invitation yeah. where we've already kind of, you've already given me advice and I'm, and, you know, I would hope have felt safe, seen, heard mm-hmm. in the advice and recognized. And then I've already given you some yeah. and felt you know recognized and heard and so like there's that energetic like open invitation where we offer each other like guidance without it feeling like it's ever coming from like a negative place or mm-hmm. like you know it just feels like just natural and I think that's um that's another form of invitation that I feel like isn't really talked about enough is like in relationships like that invitation to kind of guide openly or waiting for the invitation even in your relationship because that's what feels like you know most aligned and safe for like the union yeah exactly and I was going to say that too like I think between like you and I like I feel and that that's the other thing like because we both knew human design like when we met and everything it like almost was like even like it was like even more magical in a way because we like really respected that in each other we were like okay I'm gonna like do I have the open invitation? Do I have an invitation to like give you advice or, you know, like, and I feel like, you know, in the future, if more people learn about human design and it becomes more of like a mainstream thing, like I think that more people will respect those things about each other, about like, okay, you're somebody who needs the invitation or you're somebody who needs to respond to things, you know, like, and because, you know, I think that it's easy to kind of bulldoze through people and be like, oh, well, I see the perfect solution to your problem. So let me just tell you. And then like, here you are sitting here and you're like, oh, okay, well, I'm the one left feeling bitter and they're just moving along with their life. And so, you know, I think that like, as you get older, you start to realize that it's okay to, to not guide everybody, to not like think that everyone, you know, is going to give you the invitation. And like you said, like even in relationships, like the thing that we don't really talk about on the other side is like when invitations are done, you know, like, I mean, cause I think that like, we're always, of course, cause I think like we're trying to figure out like, okay, what is the invitation? How do we get it? And all those things. But there's also like the flip side of like, sometimes your invitation is just done and can you recognize and let it go? It's just like with, you know, Manny gens who have to like pivot and change like their interests and stuff. It's like, can you let it go? You know? And I think that's actually maybe harder than people being like, oh, like, how do I get the invitation? Cause I'm like, honestly, I feel like you've been going about your life getting invitations. It's not like we just discovered human design and all of a sudden we're like, wait a minute, like, how do that I live part, my life? Like That part. Like, our energy type, we were born with the energy type, so, yeah. like, I've always kind of been, I've always operated as a projector. Is that also, like, realizing that and, like, letting that kind of click? 
made mm-hmm. me stop overthinking a lot of it too like I would overthink the splenic thing and like the authority thing and, and then I'm just like I've actually I've been using it you know? yeah like, and I mean maybe not perfect well not perfectly now but like <laughs> you know like but maybe not perfectly like maybe there were times when you were like oh I don't know I did the wrong thing but honestly it's like but you're still here like you're still yeah. alive so clearly like <laughs> nothing horrible happened to you <laughs> yeah no, nothing horrible happened to you and like you didn't listen to your spleen it's like it's fine you know <laughs> like, right. you just made me think and I was like this is not even a question that's probably like answerable by anybody but I'm like I wonder if we've always been the same type like because I truly believe in past lives obviously like I mean I grew up like believing in reincarnation all that stuff but I'm like I wonder if we've always been the same type through lifetimes or if like we've changed like <laughs> Again, not answerable by anybody. Like, yeah, I know. Like, your open head is all of a sudden like, I must find the answer to this question. Yeah, I'm literally like sitting here like, actually, because I don't know, an energy type can be transmuted into another energy type. Right, because I mean, when we go through like transits, like our, you know, things are like defined, undefined. I mean, obviously, whatever you have in your chart defined is always there. But, I'd imagine yeah. we would reincarnate as different types. That's what I would think, too. Because I feel like, you know, the whole point of reincarnation is, like, you try different things. And, like, you have to experience different things. So Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Uh, I kind of want to segue into, like, this other um, realization that we've had uh, in... We were just talking about this last night, or was it last night? I don't even remember. The other night, yeah. But we were talking about um, the fact that, like, we've kind of worked, we've been working through a lot of the, like, the stuff about projectors being um, experts and, like, mm. niching into something and how, you know, be feeling like sometimes you have multi passions and not knowing, like, which one to niche down in because of that kind of. I don't even know what it is, but conditioning. Um, yeah. But I think it, it was interesting that what we kind of came in through our conversation, we came out with like the fact that you can actually be an expert at like, like why is it that we have to be an expert at things that we do mm-hmm. and not being experts at like just traits that we embody. So like for me, I felt like, okay, the fact that being a that coming into human design you're told that as a projector you have to master something and be an expert at something it kind of feels almost like still capitalism Mm. because you're still talking about it in terms of like what i can do and produce but you're not like but what if like someone can master kindness or someone can master and be an expert at forgiveness or compassion or patience, like these things. Mm-hmm. And like that being the way that they guide through life is like sharing like these kind of things instead of like, and I feel like that, I don't know, like what are your thoughts on that? First of all, I feel like you did a much better job of some like summing that up than I ever would have. <laughs> Cause I was like, wow, you remembered that like, pretty spot on but yeah um (laughs) sorry I think that the reason it it even came up is this idea because like you know I as I kind of have been in the human design world now for like you know a couple of years it's like I think more people are coming into it like I said I think there are more people who are like 
working with human design, using it in their business, things like that. And I just see the same sort of like rhetoric over and over again, which I know is like stuff that is like written in the books. Like it's nothing that's like, oh, you're coming up with it new, but like just these, these like same terms that are thrown out all the time. It's like, oh, okay. Projectors are here to guide. And then, you know, and again, yeah, even the niching thing of like, okay, projectors are here to master this one thing. And you're like, okay. But what I find is that, well, for myself, and I know like, like for other people as well, is that it's like, well, what does that mean? Like, and especially I think that like even, you know, this, this idea, like, I mean, obviously I think over the past couple of years, like this obsession with like finding your purpose has gotten like, you know, it's like a fever pitch now where it's almost like everybody is like, what is my purpose? Like, what am I here to do? And I'm like, what do you, I mean, it's like, I don't know. Like, I mean, if you're expecting me to be like, your purpose is to be a doctor, like that is what your human design says. It's like, no, like that's not how it works. But it's like, like you said, like your purpose can be so many things. Like your purpose can be that like, you're somebody who is a good listener. Like your purpose can be that you're somebody who like has compassion for other people. And so to me, it's like, yeah, I completely agree with you on the idea that like, it does seem like, like a capitalist thing to say, okay, well, as a projector, you have to niche down into this like one like system or whatever they call it, like where it's like, okay, you're an expert of this one system. And that's what you're like teaching. That's what you're doing. And I'm like, yeah, but again, like that makes it sound like go learn how to use like Microsoft Excel. And then your system is to teach people how to do spreadsheets. Like, you know what I mean? Like that, that's a very like, abstract sort of thing to just say to people like go niche down into one system i'm like i don't even know what that means like right you know because again i'm like okay but you're still because i just i get i'm like okay but it still sounds like like it still feels like i'm you're talking about it in terms of being a generator or manifesting generator in terms of like what can i do but Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like it's actually like like, okay, if you master, let's say, um, grounding, then you've come up with a system to ground mm-hmm. that works for you. So then you can go and guide other people and how to ground and whatever you're doing, you're doing grounded, right? So why right. does it have to be that I have to niche into like painting or, you know, Microsoft Excel? <laughs> why can't it be that like, we are experts and we master and we guide through like, uh, like things that are how we live our life and not like what we're doing in our life. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes total sense. And that's why it's like, I'm even sitting here being like, man, I hope people don't come for me. Like, cause I know that the human design community can be a little bit like ruthless sometimes. Like if you say the oh, wrong thing or whatever, am I, am I being controversial? No, I was thinking like, I mean, even I'm like, Oh, but you know, why do people say this? But it's like, but I think it's true. I think if like more than one, like if more than one person, like if I were saying it to you and then you hadn't agreed and you were like, no, that's not how I see it. Fine. Like, but I think if like more than one person can see that like the wording isn't like just doesn't resonate because yeah, like the whole niching thing alone, I'm like, okay, I don't really, I feel like that is a conversation I have gone around in circles with, with like, do I niche down? Like, what do I niche down to? You know? And it's like, at the end of the day, like I feel my thing is, yeah, like I think, and we talked about it, it's like the like being multi-passionate, you know, it's yeah. like you are somebody who likes so many things and your interests can always change. So 
like even the idea that you're here to like niche down again, that's, that's the same thing of like, it makes it seem like a capitalist thing to say like, okay, you niche down to this one thing because you're just talking something to death. Whereas like, to me, I'm like, it makes more sense when you say like, okay, you are niching down or whatever you're like, you know, your thing is like, my thing is like, I feel like I can talk to anybody. You know, like my thing is like, yeah, like I feel like I can have a conversation with anybody and like most likely they'll tell me something about their life that I don't want to know, but it's like, you know, but I feel like those things are like to me, okay, as a projector, and I think this is the kind of where we came to with the conversation was like, as a projector, I find that like, it's, it makes more sense to me to talk about being a guide in a way that is like, what are you bringing to the world in terms of like, okay, like, you know, you can do any job. Like, honestly, like, I, like, I always, I don't know why I always go to like the guy who like, (laughs) who like picks up the carts at the grocery store. I don't know why that's always my go-to example, but I always think about like, okay, if you were working at a grocery store and you're the person who's like going and picking up the carts, it's like, but in your day-to-day life, like, okay, if you're a projector and you're just like, let's say you're meeting people through that job, right? Like you're talking to customers and stuff. It's like, who are you when you're doing that job? Like, you know, who are you being? It's like, that's what's important to me. And that's why I'm like, I think the concept of like, what are you the expert of? Or what are you, you know, guiding people on? I'm like, it can be anything. Like, honestly, I mean, you can be the person who changes someone's life, like through some like mundane job that you have that you, you know, like you're like, not everyone's going to become a spiritual entrepreneur and be giving readings and be doing this type of work. Like, that's just like, it's unrealistic to think that everyone's going to quit their job to do this. You know what I mean? So it's like, we have to start forming it in a way that's like, okay, you're a projector out in the world. And what are you doing in the world? Yeah. Yeah. Like, how are you like, totally agree with you because I feel like then it's, it, it's just like disempowering to just like kind of feel like, okay, so everything that I'm doing in the present moment means like nothing because it's not what I'm meant to guide at. It's not my purpose yet. And it's like, it, if human design is based on our energy type, then wouldn't it be more valid to say like, how are you spending your, like, how are you using and harnessing your energy Mm -hmm. versus like, what are you niching down in and what system are you creating with? Like, I feel like it, how, I don't see how it correlates. Like we can see into things deeply and that's kind of like what projectors aura is. So then already, like, isn't that already something that we are, you know, like experts at is seeing deeply. Mm. And so through just like using our energy in that way, I, I don't know why we have to like, go into it because you know what it, what like whenever I hear niching and I don't know if this is just my own right traumatic projection but <laughs> um you know whenever I hear niching it gives me the same like feelings of like you know whenever you were just graduating high school and you're like having to pick like what college you're going to go to and what job you're going to sign up for and like you're just kind of like how am I supposed to make this decision like right what's now? your major at 18 like, yeah <laughs> I just went to yeah that yeah literally comes up whenever mm. I'm thinking of niching I feel like so how am I supposed to decide this one thing for yeah. the rest of my life like yes. I'm a human being <laughs> yes. and I'm not the same as I was when I was 
I feel like I had so many conversations with you about this. Like when we work together, like um, higher self journey, I'm totally here for it. But um, I feel like that was like such a conversation that I like kept having was like, do I niche down? Do I like have to pick a thing? Do I like, you know, focus? And every time it'd be like, but can you talk about this one thing nonstop till you're blue in the face? And it's like, and I understand, like, I think that again, like uh, I would like to make the distinction of real world and then like business coaches, <laughs> like not nothing against them. But I think that it's just like, you know, the business coaching world would like to tell you like, oh, you're supposed to niche down because then people know what you're about and you know, all that stuff. But like real world tells me that like, if I show up on Instagram or wherever every day and I have to talk about the same thing, okay, let's say it's projectors, right? Like, cause that's something I, I do love talking about is projectors and how we use our energy, all that stuff. But every time I stop and think like, can I talk about this every day? Just like, you know, just never, I mean, not like never talk about anything else, but like, can this be the thing that I talk about every day? And I'm always like, no, because I want to talk about all the things whenever I want. And I think that that's what it always comes back to is, you know, even listening to you talk, it is that thing of like, I wonder if maybe also, cause like the human design community, I find a lot of it. And this is maybe like another conversation is that like, I find that a lot of it is geared more towards like business people or like entrepreneurs rather than like maybe your everyday person who's like just trolling on Instagram and being like, oh, human design, like I'm a projector. What does this mean for me? Cause like there is that thing of like, you know, you can be doing any sort of like job in the world. And even this idea of like, okay, I'm the expert. I, I fucking hate the word expert now because it's like, it gives me so much like anxiety and imposter syndrome to be like, I have to be the expert on something now too. Like, even though, yeah, probably in my day-to-day life, I probably am already seen as an expert of something. Maybe my friends come to me for something and like, you know, like maybe people come to you for that one thing and you are seen as like kind of an expert, but now it's like, you have to put that label on yourself of like, I'm the expert of this. And that's yes that's my frustration though Mm. it's like we already are like an expert like chances are every single projector is already an expert at something Mm -hmm. and whether that be talking shit to discovering new inventions Mm -hmm. you're already an expert at like something one way or another yep but then whenever you come and whenever you learn about human design it's like do something with that expertise Mm. And it's like, sometimes I can talk about something every single day, but like, I want to do it for myself. Right. It's not something that I want to talk about every single day to like, show up and do. And like, I think that's where I get like, confused, because also in human design, the rhetoric is that projectors aren't here to like, force their way. But at the same time, it feels like you're kind of saying I need to like, force my myself <laughs> to see deeply into one thing and it's like mm. weird yeah and that's why I feel like whenever I have conversations with other projectors I'm like do you know what your like niche is do you know what you're doing and again maybe because it's like the business world thing of like that's what I'm saying I think that maybe that's that's the piece that we were kind of missing in that conversation the other day is that I feel like because this is my other thing, I mean, and, and this is like my gripe or like, I'm just going to rant about it is like, I feel that like a lot of the human design community online has gone towards this, like, 
human design and business thing, which I don't have any problem with. Like, I think it's, it's great, you know, like you can teach people how to use their energy and stuff, but I think there's also kind of this, almost this thing of like, okay, but then we kind of lose this, like lose touch with like, okay, but how are we using it day to day? Because yes, great. Like I'd love to know how to use my energy in a job or like, you know, in my business, but also just how am I being in the world? You know, like, I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like, like there is that distinction. And I think that maybe that's why it's like when you're online and everyone is just like projectors are here to guide. And I'm like, okay, great. Like that makes sense if you're like doing our type of work, but what if you're somebody who's like in the world? Like, okay. Like when I worked as a nurse, it's like, okay. So what was I guiding people with? It's like, you know what I mean? Like I, it like, I think it all kind of, and maybe I'm guilty of it too, because I don't have an answer to these things as opposed, you know, I don't, I don't have like a, okay, this is what projectors are here to do. But I just kind of feel like it again, leaves you with that void of like trying to figure out like, what's my purpose? Yeah. You know, like, I feel like, (laughs) I feel like I want to just be like, this is what we're here to do. (laughs) Yeah. We're here yeah. to do this, this, and this, and don't listen to anyone else. Pretty much. I mean, yeah, I, I've given up on the niching conversation, I, to be honest it with you. Yeah, it, it doesn't work for me either. Because I'm like, okay, I can talk about the same thing over and over again if it interests me. But honestly, like, I want to just leave myself open to the idea that Tomorrow, I may want to come on here and talk about something totally random and not have everybody be like, but that's not your niche. Like, that's not what we know you for. Like, I get it in terms of business. Like, I think that there's this, like, you know, the people who have like gone to school for like marketing and done these, this work. It's like, I understand like from their perspective, it's like, this is what you do in business. Like you have to be known for something. But I think in our type of work, it's not really like, I don't, I don't want to say it's like, it's not like necessary, but I mean, you know, like we jump around and we talk about different modalities. Like we don't do astrology, but we talk about astrology all the time. Like, you know, like we know about all these different modalities, like we don't necessarily work in them or master them, but like we know them. And it's hard for me to say like, oh, I'm never going to talk about astrology or like anything else that I don't necessarily like master, you know? Cause I mean, I think the other conversation we have to have is like, we're both two lines and I'm like, we can master things really fast. Like we probably can master them and then just kind of move on from them if we're like done with it. And that's something that, you know, you have to, and like three lines can come in and be doing trial and error and like want to do something one day and then be like, yeah, no, that didn't work. I'm going to move on. So like the idea of niching, it's like, it's like really hard. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. The three line, like how would you feel as a projector being like, you have to niche and you're all about trial and error. Yeah. That would be so, but I think like for me, I've thrown out the idea of niching that has helped me in human design. I, it doesn't really work for me. I can see what you mean about business, but I think when you're talking about using like your energy type in day to day, like your life, niching doesn't work for me. So this is kind of interesting because I was just thinking about this. So a couple of days ago or something, I saw like someone's post, um, someone who I think she's a generator, but I think she's like big into like human design. She does like her work and she had a post and it got me thinking. Cause she was like, I don't use type in my 
business anymore. Like I don't necessarily like look at the type anymore because like she goes deeper into these things like your authority, your profile, like, you know, maybe your energy centers. And it got me thinking, and actually this conversation right here, like it kind of brought it back to me because I was like, yeah, like, okay, let's say that we just forget the fact that we're projectors. Okay. And like, we take these other factors such as like, okay, I'm a, I'm a two, four, you're a six, two, I know three fives. Like, okay. If you look at all of these factors and even like different energy centers that you may or may not have defined and all that stuff, like it does add a completely different like lens to it. than if you were to just say, okay, I'm a projector because again, it's like, yeah, sure. Okay. You're a projector, but as a two, four, it's like, okay, I master things quick and then I can kind of like move on from them if I want or whatever. Or like as a three, five, okay, you may just try things out just to try it and then like be like, okay, I didn't like it or whatever. It didn't work for me and move on. It's like, so really it's like maybe the niching conversation doesn't need to be from the perspective of the type. Maybe it needs to be from the perspective of like, what other factors do you have in your chart Mm -mm. that can define that, that, you know? That makes sense. Yeah, that totally makes sense. I think, like, aside from, like, if we're just kind of recapping here, I think, like, um, expanding our definitions on, like, invitations, mm-hmm. I feel like that, has, that was a big one to, like, come to, like, love the experiment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what we're talking about now, like, kind of, for me, throwing out the idea of niching and kind of playing with the idea of, like, being a, uh, an expert or a master and like things that like aren't necessarily what I do, but how I live my life, like patience mm. and kindness and, you know, forgiveness and like these kind of things and like kind of learning to consider myself like an expert at that. And so that no matter what I am doing, like if I, if I'm using my energy through like those kind of, mm-hmm. I guess, vibrations, I don't know what it would really be called, but. I mean, I was just thinking too, because if you look at like your incarnation cross, you know, like that might give you actually like a better view of like, I always use gene keys now because I find gene keys to be like, I mean, I don't want to get into like the gene keys conversation here, but like, I find gene keys to be like a great way to look at maybe how you're meant to use your, your energy, like what your purpose is. Cause I think for you, it was like, when we looked at yours, it was something like you, you like to use humor. Like for you, it's like you, you, you kind of like, you can guide people through like maybe using humor. And I found that really interesting. Cause it's like, yeah, I mean, if you can bring this like other lens to it of like, oh, I'm, I have this penetrating aura. I see deeply into you, but instead of like being the person that's like, Hey, like you need to change all these things. What if you did it with like, with like in a funny way that people could appreciate it and be like, oh, okay. She like brought this lightness to it. Like, you know, I think when you look at it in those ways, Like for me, it's all about like, I don't know, mine's like about, I'm basically like extra like penetrating because it's like penetrating aura with like, like in in the incarnation cross of penetration. So I am just all up in your business. Like, so, you know, it's like, but I think that like, again, it's like added layers. Like that's all human design is. Like, I know we look at it from this big thing of like, you're a projector, but Really, it's like if you're not going into like the deeper layers and really like doing the work to like embody that, it's like there's really no point because you won't get the full picture. There's too much limitation without like the full experiment. Yeah, in my opinion. Exactly. 
but I feel like there's way too much limitation. I think um, another thing we touched on was like the rest thing and mm. like navigating that with like giving ourselves more attention to like when things were popping up and we would notice like we're getting too tired or mm. operating too too much like a generator. So I think for me it was like it wasn't necessarily that I incorporated more rest necessarily. It was that like I dropped the guilt around rest Mm -hmm. and and like I and I started to like take it before I actually needed it yeah and I will say like kind of going back to that like the rest is also you know because again that two to four hour like work day thing it's like supposed to be so that you get your work done and then it's like you spend the rest of the day sort of like resting or doing things you love or like going out in nature it's kind of almost like in a way that's like you're incorporating like self-care into like, I mean, I guess that's not the way it's like it's said, but that's how I'm looking at it is like, yes, you do your work, you get it all done. And then you get to spend the rest of your day really doing things that like is more energetically, like going to fill you up, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Mm. What else? How else do you want to, where else do you want to take this conversation? (laughs) I'm like, wow, we did like so much. I'm just like, oh, we took this in all kinds of directions. I'm trying to think if there was like anything else that we talked about recently that. That was just like, oh, I mean, if you have any questions, please Mm. feel free to add. Yeah, definitely. I can't see anything. I'm so I'm like, well, Flora says um, earlier, I'm scrolling earlier. She said, um, that she thinks we change like sun signs, like our energy type, like we change it just like we do. Our sun oh, signs. gotcha. Okay. Like and lifetimes. I forgot about that. Okay. Yeah. She said, I've heard your moon sign is what you were in a past life. I've heard that too. So you know how it feels and this life you're learning to be your sun sign. That is crazy. Girl. So I've been an Aries before. That. <laughs> that explains a lot. I'm like, I've been an Aries before. Like, Okay. <laughs> Nothing against Aries. I'm not. I hate none, you guys. <laughs> it's just this is a lot of energy, like that moon sign. Yeah, I heard something about like your moon sign can signify like maybe a way that you died in the in a past life or something, or maybe like because I had something because I'm an Aries moon and I heard something about like in a past life, like I would have been like a nurse in like a wartime or something. I read something one time about that. And I was like, Oh, I'm like, that's kind of what placement. Well, I'm an Aries moon. I think it's your moon, your moon placement. It's like something about me. Maybe, well, she said your past life, but I thought maybe it was like something to do with like maybe how you died in a past life or something, but I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm like, that's really interesting. But, um, Yeah, but there's definitely, like, overlap. I mean, because you're – so, like, in your human design, when you look at your chart, there's, like, the two columns, like, on either side with the, like, gates and stuff. So the the top, like, the top one on the right side, like, the very top number is your – like, it's your conscious sun, and that makes up about, like, 70% of who you are as a person. So, like – and that is based on your sun sign because it's based on, like, when you were born. So, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. So yeah, so the gate is like in the same like sign that you were born in. So do you have a different sun sign in human design than you do in astrology? No, because so I'm a Libra sun, and and the I have the fifty seventh gate um, as my conscious sun, and that's the gate that was in Libra at the time I was born. 
okay. So the so then the planet placements would are kind of similar. Like, yeah. So there's your. Um, so there's like the one that's on the right is like where you were, like all the planets that were there when you were born. And then the ones on the left side are like, I believe it's like 88 days before you were born. So it's like, yeah, so they go back. I think it's 88. I want to say it's 88, not 80, but it's like 88 days. So it goes back and like calculates like where the planets were. Yeah. It's, I think it's something to do with like when your soul actually like came into your body or something. Yeah. So it's like, so then you have like all those planets and those are like your unconscious planets. So those are like obviously gates and that you have, but you may not feel them. Like you may not consciously feel them. Whereas like the ones you have on your conscious side are ones that you you're like more aware of. Can I ask what your conscious and unconscious sons are? Yeah. So my conscious son is 57, which is the gate of intuition. So it's basically like, I have intuitive awareness all the time. Um, like it also has to do with the, I want to say the right ear. So that's why it's like clairaudient. Like I'm very aware of like, um, it's like, I can like, like kind of hear bullshit. Like I, you know, you can sense the tone of people, all that stuff. So that's my conscious son is 57. And then the unconscious son is gate 53, which is the gate of beginnings. So for me, it's all about, and then, so the reason I brought up Gene Keys is because Gene Keys is great because they kind of give you like a like a different, not meaning, but um, like a different sort of, uh, what's the word I'm looking at? That's what I'm telling you. Is Mercury in retrograde? Because I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. My, my words are going. But it basically like, okay, so your conscious son in the Gene Keys is your life's work. It's kind of like everything that you do in life that that will be present. And then your um, conscious earth, which is right underneath it, um, is about like any it's like it's like what will always challenge you, like what's always going to challenge that life's work from happening. Um, On the other side, you have your unconscious sun and that is your gate of like um, like your radiance, like what keeps you healthy. And then underneath that, you have your unconscious earth and that is your purpose. So kind of like what you're here to do, if you will. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. So this is a part of your toolkit for mystical medicine. Yeah. So like if I feel called to it, I'll look at your gene keys and kind of go into like those four gates because it kind of goes deeper. Like gene keys has like Mm -hmm. the gate and then it also has like a line number associated with it. So you kind of go deeper into it if you really want to, but um, but if anyone's interested, just checking out your gene keys, you can go to genekeys.com. So, and then there's like a free profile you can go into. And it's again, the same information, the date of birth, time, location. Um, and they give you like a little paragraph, like a breakdown of each of those. And so like, I feel like if you just read those, you're like, oh my God, like this is my life. Like, like this is how my life is played out. Like for me, it's always like, because of the intuition, it's like, oh, okay. Like, I'm always going to like, my intuition is always going to be there and always guide me. But for me, it's all about fear, like fear playing a part because it's in the, it's in my spleen. So like, it's all about like, anytime my intuition tells me to do something, my fear is also going to be there and be like, Oh, so it's all about me overcoming my fear in order to listen to my intuition. So it can really give you like this added layer to like those like big four 
gates in your design. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to look into that. That you, every time you tell me about it, it blows my mind. Yeah. I, I think I remember reading your, I don't remember it now, like um, off the top of my head, but I remember reading yours and being like, Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Every time I read somebody's, I'm just like, damn, like that's, that's like pretty, like if you know the person, you're like, wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, I did a, I did a post like a while back. I'll, I can send it to you if you want to put it up for your, um, community but like I did a post about like your incarnation cross like a while ago so um if people are interested in like learning more about it so okay yeah um so we have a couple comments Cheryl says hello queens hi Cheryl she says I can hear it through the bullshit all the time (laughs) nice I wonder I know I I think I have your chart but I don't know if you have the 57 but that'd be interesting so Such a beautiful, well needed combo. Much love to you both. Thank you. you. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank (laughs) you guys for tapping in, for joining, into our conversation. Yeah. Like we went real deep into just like the projector type and Mm -hmm. like especially I think it's cool because we kind of hit the like main points of like what we first heard when we came into learning about projectors. So, okay, I guess, okay, so kind of to, like, bring it back full circle, like, how do you feel about it now? Like, now that you've been working with it, now that you've, like, learned more about it, how do you feel about it now? I, now I feel like I love, I love the, like, system. I, like, I'm barely scratching the surface still. And, like, it's interesting because I've came in, we've came into it, what, I think it was, like, 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, or, and, like, since then I'm still only like at type authority um my profile uh what is it strategy but like gates channels like I still haven't even done that I'm like Mm. still experimenting there but I went from like hating it to loving it Mm. I love that (laughs) yeah hating it to loving it yeah I mean I will say like I mean if you're not somebody who's like trying to learn the whole system like yeah, I think that like where you're at is perfect. Like still just doing like your strategy authority. Cause that's like really what it all comes back to is strategy right. authority. So like, if you're, if you're just working with that, like everything else takes care of itself, like the gates and channels, they're always there. Like, it's not something that you're like consciously working with, you know, it's just something that's like, that may be okay. If you're aware that, okay, I have this channel or something, but yeah, I feel like, cause like I know mine, but I don't necessarily sit around and go like, oh, well I need to be like harnessing this, like this channel or anything like that. Cause that will just take care of itself. But I mean, I know, I know we could have totally gotten into the whole like splenic thing. Cause that is like a whole conversation, but, um, actually I am curious if like whoever's left, if you want to put your authority, like I, I would yeah, be curious. Cause I know, I know Cheryl is a self-projected projector if she's still on the call so Ooh. yeah she says Cheryl says there's so much to learn mm-hmm. there is yeah there there is a lot yeah <laughs> there's there like a there's lot. a lot to learn but there's a lot that's like not like not something that you need to like actually work with unless you like really want to I mean there's stuff like your diet your like environment and stuff like that that like if you want to work with it you know, and then like, it's an added layer, but it's not something that people are going to be like, oh, this is what you need to focus on. It's stuff that comes later. Okay. 
Yeah. Flora is a splenic authority. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. am I. So yeah. So am I. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. Okay. I like being in it. I, I, that's also, I mean, like we said, that's a whole other conversation, but that is also something that I've had to like reframe and mm. rework. Um, that could be a fun, that could be a fun little follow-up conversation. If you guys want to do the authority conversation, we could do that too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We could totally do that. Cause that was, that was a whole other thing, but so far I love it. I think like the invitations, I feel like I love because I, I don't see it as like a negative anymore because mm. of like how I reframed them. So like when I get them and when I see them, it feels just as special as like when you see like angel numbers and stuff, mm-hmm. cause it's like, Oh, okay. Like yeah, that's an invitation or this is an invitation and, and it feels good because mm-hmm. I'm, I expanded like the definition of it. Yeah, that's very true. How I feel about it. Yeah. Um, about invitations or just being a projector. Just being a projector. Okay. Um, I feel like I, I still love it. Like I still am like all about it, but I feel like I am a lot more discerning now of like what I kind of take in and what I tend to believe. Cause I think when I first found it, like I went down the rabbit hole and was just straight like, Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Everyone's talking about this. Like, let me see what everyone's saying. And it's not to say like anyone's right or wrong or anything like that, but I think I am like, okay with working on it on my own and seeing like what it means. Cause not to get into a whole other conversation, but we did talk about like, I know I always do that. Um, (laughs) but it's like, you know, we, yeah, we, we always talk about like kind of seeing it also from like the BIPOC perspective, you know? And I think that like that also matters because it's like certain things that you see all the time that are just like, Oh, okay. All projectors do this. And you're like, well, like, do they? Cause like, I know, you know, we talked about like imposter syndrome the other day and it's like, as a two line, it's really easy to get into imposter syndrome, I feel, because when things do come easy or like when you're just naturally like, oh, I saw something, I took it in. But then like I still to this day, I've been working with human design now for like two years. I still to this day have imposter syndrome about like, am I good enough? Like, am I like, a, you know, am I good enough to talk about this? Do I know enough to talk about it? Because, you know, there is that added layer of, are we always trying to like prove something like even with my intuition? Okay. Like gate 57, I can literally sit here and be like, Hey, I'm intuitive. I know I'm intuitive. I don't have to worry about it. Like gate 57, my conscious son. But even now I'm like, do I channel like everyone else? Like, do I actually get messages like other, like do, am I listen? You know, it's like, you can question so much like because of that like added layer that I think that other people don't have. Like, I think people can just say like, this is what projectors are. And you're like, okay, but like, who am I guiding? Like, what am I doing? (laughs) So I think there is that added layer that I didn't even really think about when I first came into it. Mm -hmm. Then now I feel like I def, I mean, I do like the HD in color and it's like, you know, I, I do kind of want to look at it from that lens of, Okay, but like, how do maybe BIPOC people feel about the same system? Right. And like, I think that's such a good point, though, that you're bringing up is like, it is different to experiment with the system from Mm. like our realities. Um, Do you want to, what is the Instagram name for that? Um, It's at human design in color. You can find it through my flow and Shakti. So 
if you go there and look in the um, description box, it's like it's in there um, as well. I believe it's human design and color, but I'm like, it could just be HD and color. And <laughs> I'm so bad at this. Like, <laughs> I'm so bad at like shameless plug. I'm like, I don't even know the name of it. So you could find it. <laughs> My Leo ass is like, plug. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. It's human design and color. I'm like 90% sure. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cheryl says totally feel that too about the imposter syndrome and like the BIPOC and, and just using the system and like being really discerning and how it like relates to our experiences. That is a good point. I feel like that is something that like slowly using the, the system I kind of started to like really look at and integrate together. Yeah. I mean, cause I know it's like, okay, like as projectors, like you're, you're guiding people on like moving towards the new paradigm and stuff like that. But like our world is not perfect. Right. Like, I mean, by any stretch of the imagination, like there's a lot of things that we're working through. So just to say that like blanket statement, like, oh, projectors are just here to do this thing. It's like, well, no, I mean, like we are all living in our own like realities, our own lived experiences of, you know, like, you know, maybe who we're even guiding is different, you know? So to just say like, okay, we're all doing this. It, it just doesn't, I don't know. Like, it just doesn't seem right. Like, of course you can, you can take it down to the like basic level of we are all working with our strategy and authority in human design. But, you know, even that it's like, there, I, I do, I mean, I'm, I'm not even going to say, they're not limitations, but I feel like there are different experiences that people of color face, even in like following just, like you're not like, even like most people of color aren't going to be like, oh, I'm just going to quit my job because my like authority said it's time to quit my job. And like, you know, like that's just not a, like a lived reality. So it's, you have to really take those things into account before you're just like, well, follow your strategy and authority. But I am curious if everyone wants to, I mean, if, if everyone wants to put their profile, I just, I'm just curious like that, but. Okay. Um, Cheryl says, I only in the last few years even realized the difference I've experienced as a BIPOC woman. Mm-hmm. Then I couldn't believe I hadn't noticed all the microaggressions. Oof, girl, oh, the microaggressions. <laughs> We're getting girl, into it. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. 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 I mean, the microaggressions I even feel like on Instagram. Oof, girl. I mean, not even. I would feel. I say. I. I would say. I have. I have experienced macroaggressions. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, Cheryl, totally Mm -hmm. with you on that. It's funny because once you take the rose-colored glasses off, it's like they never come back on. No. And I feel like once you like really. I mean, because obviously we've all connected through like. BIPOC circles it's like I feel like once you connect with other women of color or just people of color like it's really hard to go back to just being like oh okay we're all just living the same life like that is really hard so I'm with you Flora is a four six okay so what is that so that's four being like the networker yeah so four being the like the opportunist who is like all about their network all about their community so a lot of so especially with it being in your conscious line, it's like you probably find that like a lot of your opportunities come through other people in your life. Like probably jobs, people you meet, things like that will all come through like other people. Um, The sixth line obviously being, you're also a sixth line. Um, So the sixth line is the role model. So that's like the three life stages of like from birth to 30 or like Saturn return. You're in that like three line of trial and error and then the second phase being the second line of the hermit 
kind of going up on the roof and like kind of looking at everything that you've gone through. <laughs> yeah, Steph's about to go into her <laughs> her her two lines. <laughs> and then you will come off the roof and be the role model. So <laughs> but it's also like you guys are like the wise ones. I just did that podcast episode with Victoria Jane, yeah. which and yeah. She called my ass out so hard when she said that if we like us having like an issue with that really comes from like conditioned ageism and I was like I know because you were like so what I'm just not gonna do anything till I'm 50 and I was like damn girl I don't know I was like I'm sure you'll do things I was like dang that really is ageism yeah I had no idea that I was like that that's yeah that episode was so interesting and like her talking about like rites of passage like I don't like the whole That's thing was good. just so interesting. That's a good episode. Yeah, I was like, I wow. I recommend that for anyone else who has a six in mm. their profile. Yeah, same. Because, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, I think it was my last divinely seen interview. It was so good. I mean, even I was like, whoa, I didn't know all this. Like, so interesting. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Cheryl says she thinks she's a five one or five two. Flora says she didn't know that. Thank you. And that her Saturn return rocked her. I'm going to see if I have Cheryl's. I'm my, the Saturn return rocked me too. And I'm still going to feel it until 2024. Your Saturn return? Mm hmm. Because it's still within a couple degrees orb. Oh, okay. Because I thought that it was only like a couple, like I thought it was only like two years or two and a half years. So for you, it's to like thirty. Oh, okay. 30, Twenty-seven to like thirty, thirty-one. Okay, so Cheryl is a five-one. So that one is like the five line is like the one that's all about like. So it's called the um, the heretic, and it's like you're kind of like everybody kind of projects themselves on you. So it's almost like people don't really see you for who you really are most of the time because they're projecting themselves onto you. Yeah, so it's but like also you're kind of seen as like the person who they look to for like how to get through things and things like that because you've like gone through so much and that they, they can look to you as like okay, look, like she got through it so I can get through it. But a lot of times it's that projection and then the one line is the investigator, so it's like the person who's like needs to do all the research, needs to know all the things and um so you can sometimes like if you're not care like if you're kind of like not careful with it you can be like a little too like afraid to take you know take chances or make moves because you like want to know all the details of everything i wonder if the one line is someone who looks at yelp reviews before they go to the restaurant oh let us know cheryl that would be interesting yeah but that makes sense yeah yeah the person that's like, oh, is this place good? And like, let's find out. Like, looks at the menu. Before, I do that too. But like, looks at the menu before they even go. And like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I love it. Yeah. And you're a 6'2. So you and I have the two line in common where it's like the the hermit. Um, and like, I just, I want to call them by their names and not just like something that people call them. But like, yeah. So the hermit, it's like we're the people who are like naturals at things. Um, but we're sometimes like, we, we don't know that we're, we, we like have these gifts or that we're natural because like we need other people to kind of call us out of it. Like, you know, or like, it's kind of, um, 
almost like you want to be like at home working on your stuff and then you need other people to call you out to be like, hey, come share this thing with the world. So, so there you go. Okay, so you'll be in that energy for like in that energy where, okay, you'll be at home working on your stuff and then people will be like, hey, Steph, come out and like, let's like share, like, let's talk about this thing. So let's, yeah. So we'll reframe it. We'll be in that energy. (laughs) I'm trying to make it nice for you. (laughs) I feel like you're going to have real trouble with this like six line. Man, I am like fighting against it so hard. But, you know, it was interesting, like, Victoria, I, mean, I guess it's more of, like, um, a quote from Ra, but, like, when she said it in the podcast about, like, like, we've never really kind of witnessed any, like, people in their sixth line because, like, no one's really told us, like, how it how it is. So I feel like, you know, you're kind of, like, we're now learning, like, what it means for six lines to be, like, on the roof and then come down and be role models. So I think, like, that's also interesting is, like, I think maybe it's, yeah, like, I don't know. That is interesting. I, I don't know. I, but, man, when I heard that thing about the ageism, I was like, holy shit, that was such a good, like, literally conditioning in my blind spot. I was like, mm. oh, my God, I did not know that was there. Why am I so worried about me being popping in my 50s? Like, I know, that's true. Because I'm like, girl, I mean, it's like, I know it seems like so far, but I'm like, it's really not that that far. I was like, <laughs> no. I was just like, when she, I heard that, everything changed. <laughs> you know what I did find interesting because I was like reading about the sixth line and like the idea that, like maybe because you hit that Saturn return right at the end of that three line, right? But like that, a lot of things can like change. Like a lot of like marriages and stuff can like you know can lead to divorce. Like a lot of those things can end up like changing in your, and it's kind of interesting. Cause I, I don't know. She, I didn't actually know that like she had been married and was divorced. So like, um, but even that idea, cause like, I feel like a lot of six lines I know, like weren't married in their Saturn return. So I'm like, but like my best friend is a four, six and it's like, she's just got married like later, you know, in her thirties and like all that. So I'm like, Oh, that's like, like so interesting. Yeah, like, when she's, like, on the roof and she met her partner, like, got married. And, like, so it's kind of interesting. I was, like, yeah, like, I can see how that plays out. Like, you know. That is very interesting. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, I'm, like, maybe there is something to be said for, like, that. Because, yeah, the two line is, like, when you're on the roof is, like, when you're kind of settling down in life as well. Because maybe that three line is, like, you're kind of still, like, figuring things out, doing all the things. And then it's, like, that two line you're, like oh, okay, like, I want to actually settle down, get married, like, have kids and all that. So I think, like, that all happens in that two line as well. So. Mm, okay. Flora says, interesting, I'm 34 and still single, LOL. All right, there you go. So, yeah. So you're, so you're in your sex, so Flora's in her second phase of the. Six line. Three line, right? Of the six I mean, line, second yeah. Second phase of the six line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is the hermit. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, keep us posted, Flora. Because yeah, I'm like, like, yeah. Cheryl says, oh my God, yes, makes a great, makes me a great therapist. For sure, I take too mm. long and want to know information before I say something. <laughs> Love looking up menus. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. I knew it. I oh was my like, God. I want your one line. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Yeah, because they're like, I want to know everything. Yeah, that's so true. Oh, my gosh. Damn. 
She called it. I'm sorry. She called it. That's so funny. So Cheryl says, I'm 53 and have been married to both men and women. And do you have a... Oh, okay. No, she's a 5-1. Okay. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Wow. LOL. Flora says, LOL. I will tell everyone when I find my man. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Come report back. (laughs) Tell everyone. Yes, tell everyone. that rooftop. (laughs) Oh my gosh. All right. Well, Should we wrap this Bobby, up? Thank you yes. so much for this conversation. Thank you everyone for tuning in and staying here with us, hanging out. Yeah, it thanks, is guys. always such a good combo with you. It flows so naturally and like I feel so comfortable to just be myself. I'm mm-hmm. so sorry for all the curse words I dropped on your podcast. It's okay. I did too. <laughs> I so it's all good. <laughs> okay. Okay. no worries well i love you and yes love sure you too to check out javi on her instagram at flo and shakti and at human design and color yes um and this podcast episode is going to be on uh the divine, divine rebel podcast. yep yeah perfect thank you so much Yay. this was so much fun i loved this yeah uh, thank you yeah Have a good night. you too yeah. bye guys I'll text you yeah <laughs> bye, <laughs> bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at flowinshakti. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.